0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lentz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or download the Free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in
1: Exodus 3.16-4.9 through 4, 9 about signs and wonders. We learn from historians that the Egyptians believed that the snake was some sort of god, and they even believed that the snake god, if you will, could bring healing to their lives. He had a scepter that was often a stylized cobra. The snake was a symbol, says one writer, of Egyptian power. The Egyptians worshiped the serpent as a source of wisdom and healing. Moses fled from the Pharaoh years earlier, which could be pictured here as he flees from the snake. And maybe the message is you've been running from what you fear, but you're going to run no longer. The word serpent in Hebrew is nakash. And it does speak of a serpent that uh, manifests itself. We can obviously make the connection to Satan, who appeared as a serpent in the garden, claimed to be spouting wisdom, but he spouted the ultimate lie that plunge the world into the destruction that we see today. Ultimately, this is going to happen right in front of the Pharaoh. Moses is going to throw his staff down, and it's going to become a serpent, and we'll get into that later. But the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand and grasp it by its tail. Now, wait a minute. He had just been running from the thing. Now, how many of you would feel the empowerment to obey that command. Now, grab it. I I understand that if you grab a snake by the head, uh, you can immobilize it. There's a certain way to grab it. I've never tried it before, nor will I be. But if you grab a a snake by the tail, that's a dangerous maneuver to try. Grab the snake by the tail. Maybe something in there is what we need to hear as well. Grab it by the tail. Stop being so passive. Ah! Stop screaming like a little girl and get back over here. But I'm afraid of snakes. <laughs> I do believe in snakes. I do believe in snakes. That's from the Wizard of Oz. Never mind. <laughs> what, what's the message? God's going to teach you how to do the uncomfortable. Have you noticed that whenever God asks you to do something, it's rarely comfortable? And I think that this, this is probably the ultimate uncomfortable moment I would have. I remember, you know, we've been on those retreats where they had those, I don't like heights, and they make you walk on these things, overcome your fear, man. I'll watch somebody else do it. But Moses is the only one being talked to, and he says, grab the snake. It's a picture of God's power over the things that we fear, especially Satan who has the power of death until he was defeated by Christ. What are you afraid of? So many people immobilized by fear, running the other way. Instead of knowing the power that they have through Jesus Christ, who defeated the enemy. We're talking in a men's Bible study on Thursday that we battle from the side of victory, not from the side of defeat, brethren. But we, we often walk in fear. That they may believe the, that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Okay, Moses, I know you got questions. Here's a sign you can use. Sign number two. And the Lord furthermore said to Moses, now put your hand, verse six, into your bosom, the opening in his uh, cloak, if you will. So he put his hand into his bosom or his chest. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. Leprosy was a feared and dreaded disease in the ancient world. It's been really overcome by modern medicine now. But it is a terrible thing. And, And at this time, For you to put your hand inside your jacket like this and bring it out and have it be leprous would be a disaster. Leprosy in the New Testament studies of the Gospels is a picture of sin. It eats away. It makes you insensitive to pain and what is happening in your life. And Moses pulled it out and it was diseased. God says of Israel, Where will you be stricken again, Isaiah 1, 5, and 6, as you continue in your rebellion or unbelief? The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there's nothing sound in it, only bruises, welts, and raw wounds, not pressed out or bandaged, nor softened with oil. It's a picture of sin and what sin does to us. And he said, Put your hand into your bosom again. And so. He put his hand into his bosom again, and when he took it out of his bosom, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Can you imagine how grateful he was? Snakes and now leprosy. Are you kidding me? Thank you, Lord. What's the message? I have power over what you fear. I can defeat anything that you're afraid of. The power of Satan, the power of the Pharaoh. I can heal anything that you think cannot be healed. In the New Testament, Jesus touched a leper. Don't be afraid. Do you remember that he healed the 10 lepers and only one of the lepers came back? And this is where I'd love to do my Raul Reese impression. One time he was preaching on this and he said, "Amen." Hey man, only one of the leopards came back, man. To give praise to God, only one of the leopards. <laughs> and he drove his Chevy when he went. Anyway. Sorry, that's probably a poor Raw Reese. I need to apologize to Raw Reese. <laughs> he can change anything, heal anything, defeat anything. And Moses needs to know this. He's about to go to the leader, the most powerful man on the planet. Do you believe that the Lord can defeat anything that you're afraid of? Do you believe the Lord can heal your broken marriage? Heal your backsliding? Heal whatever's going on in your life right now? Do you believe he has that power? And some would say, See the message for Moses in particular. J. and McGee says his bosom speaks of his inner life or his heart. Out of the heart come the issues of life. In other words, his hand will do the bidding of his heart. Out of your heart will ultimately come what you are. Moses will be a changed man. He will be restored, indicative of that hand being restored back to health, empowered by God to do his bidding. Will you believe? You start believing in the heart and then your actions follow, amen? God does a work in your heart first that he wants you to then step out in your actual life. And it shall come about that if they will not believe you or heed the witness of the first sign, they may believe the witness of the last sign. Final verse. But it shall be that if they will not believe even these two signs or heed what you say, then you shall take water from the Nile, pour it out on the dry ground, and the water which you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. Now we know the first plague was turning the Nile into blood. Moses grew up in Egypt. He knew how people worshiped the Nile. You can read ancient literature where they sang worship songs to the Nile. Moses, as a little baby, was put into the Nile by his loving mom to try to hide him. But we know from chapter one that Hebrew babies were thrown to this God with a small g. And so for Moses, the Nile probably became a symbol not of life, but of death. Where many people that he could have potentially grown up with perished in the Nile. And they thought, oh, the Nile's everything. But God, by turning that water into blood, says that false God is nothing. The last sign is also about transformation. Each sign is about turning something into something else. But this last sign is about judgment. You see, if unbelief persists, then judgment comes. Three insights, maybe you could uh, figure out more for yourself. Power over the snake is power over Satan. Power over leprosy is power over sin. Maybe the Nile is power over death, as Moses would see it and the power of death or the power to redeem with the blood. And Moses will be involved with each of these phenomenons later, the staff and the snake, the water and the blood, both in Exodus 7. Later, his sister will get leprosy for questioning his authority, Numbers chapter 12. And Moses will cry out to God for her. And she is kept away for seven days from the camp and then restored back to the people, which implies that she was healed. Let me ask you, what in your life right now are you willing to submit, maybe you've been holding something back to allow God to transform it for divine purposes? And sometimes I think for most of us, it's, it's our very selves, it, it's our life. It's us saying, I'm gonna give you everything. I'm not gonna wallow in doubt or unbelief one more day. And I think that's what keeps a lot of people stuck. Now this is Valentine's Day and I'm transitioning just for a quick moment. I want to acknowledge that. And to say to you men, if you don't buy flowers today, there will be a sign.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. I want to give you a reminder about an event coming up at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. We're doing a Harvest Fest event, a Halloween alternative on October the 31st. It's a carnival theme called The Greatest Joy on Earth. 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Monday night, October the 31st, game booths, inflatables, a bake walk, trunks of treats, lots of candy, food vendors, music, and a whole lot of fellowship and fun, including the gospel being preached. Admission is free. And if you want to come out and join us, download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. You can get information and driving directions. It is open to you, and I would love to meet you on that night if we haven't met before and you're one of our listening families, or even uh, partner with the ministry, we would like to say thank you. Come on out. You can get everything you need at walkintruth.com. Click on the church tab or the Living Truth app on your app store. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH.
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth.
1: Power over the snake is power over Satan. Power over leprosy is power over sin. Maybe the Nile is power over death, as Moses would see it, and the power of death, or the power to redeem with the blood And Moses will be involved with each of these phenomenons later the staff and the snake, the water and the blood, both in Exodus 7. Later, his sister will get leprosy for questioning his authority, Numbers chapter 12. And Moses will cry out to God for her. And she is kept away for seven days from the camp and then restored back to the people, which implies that she was healed. Let me ask you, what in your life right now are you willing to submit? Maybe you've been holding something back to allow God to transform it for divine purposes. And sometimes I think for most of us, it's, it's our very selves, it, it's our life. It's us saying, I'm gonna give you everything. I'm not gonna wallow in doubt or unbelief one more day. And I think that's what keeps a lot of people stuck. Now, this is Valentine's Day, and I'm transitioning just for a quick moment. I want to acknowledge that. And to say to you, men, if you don't buy flowers today, there will be a sign. It may be written. It could remain unspoken. (laughs) On a serious note, (laughs) this is a day when we do celebrate love and it's good and we're entering into this uh, time and I was thinking about the ultimate sign for us is a Messiah dying on a cross. If you want to know the ultimate sign. Nathan, do you have those Hebrew letters for me? So I want to show you just a quick, this is, uh, I often mention to you the Hebrew picture language. This is probably what Moses would have written in the original. <clears throat> this is the word for sign in Hebrew. It reads from right to left. So it starts with an aleph and it ends with a tav. The aleph means the strong leader. It's a bull's head here. The middle is, uh, I think it's the ein there, and it's pictured as a nail. And then the tav, the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, is shaped like what? A cross. So Dr. Seekin says you could see the word sign as actually the word oat. We would transliterate it O-W-T-H as the strong leader nailed to the cross. That's the word for Sign. And you know what the ultimate sign is? It's that Jesus Christ was nailed to a cross for you and for me. God put his love on display at the cross. And we need to be pointing people to the ultimate sign. It's not about signs and wonders. God may do that graciously for us at different times. Certainly, he is a God of miracles. We don't always get the miracle that we pray for. At times God is sovereign, but the ultimate sign of God's love entering in the world, <clears throat> into the world to defeat Satan, sin and death captured in those miracles that happen with Moses is a cross. We are to point people to that sign. And talk about an encounter that we've had with the living God, amen? And if you've not met him as your Lord and Savior, this is the sign that God loves you. This is the sign of the lengths that God was willing to go to to save you out of your Egypt, out of your bondage, out of your own ultimate death. And spiritual death is the ultimate disaster. He came to save he cares. And that's why Exodus is a book about salvation, because it points us to the ultimate deliverer. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for your living word. We've tackled a section that has some marvelous, beautiful insights. We thank you that Moses's humanity is on display, and that gives us hope that you will be patient with people like us when We see miracles, we struggle with faith and you are patient. And you show us over and over again your glory. But we also know that Moses is gonna be chastised in the next message for asking for more and then finally saying get somebody else and Lord forgive us for those times when we just wanna bail out. When we say I'm not the guy, I'm not the gal. And some Perhaps even hearing this message would see this as a sign that God is confirming something in in your life. And you can seek the Lord on what that means, but as you keep your head and heart bowed, if you've not taken the first step towards that ultimate sign, it is found in the God of the universe coming down, becoming a man, nailed to the cross for you. Would you trust him? That's the first response you've got to have. And if you're not a Christian right now, you're not sure that, God forbid, should you die tonight, you'd be in heaven. Make sure. This is nothing to toy with. And it's something this simple, yet this profound. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Pray it if it's you. I've sinned against you and I'm sorry. Thank you that you came on a rescue mission, lived the perfect life that I could not live, died on the cross in my place, took my punishment, took the wrath of God, though you were completely innocent. And thank you that you rose and defeated death, and I have hope beyond the grave. I repent of my sin and I place my trust in you for my salvation. Would you change me from the inside out? Restore my life. Set me on a new path. Teach me your ways. If you're a prodigal and maybe you've been running like Moses ran from the serpent, but you're ready to come home and grab the serpent by the tail as it were and say, Lord, I believe you and I'm gonna trust your power to transform and heal. Maybe your marriage on this Valentine's Day is in shambles. Maybe that picture of leprosy has spotted your life and you would say, Lord, would you restore it? Restore my heart, my ways. Maybe you've touched things that you shouldn't have touched and you're hurting because of it. Ask him to restore you. Turn from that. And Father, for the sweet church of God, thank you for all those who have assembled in your name in a sacred assembly today to seek the living God. Thank you for Matt being with us today. Thank you for the implications of the gospel that we go out in the name of Christ into dark, terrible places filled with Serpents and leprosy, and men like Matt, women involved in Destiny Rescue, go out to save. What a beautiful example of the gospel! We're so grateful for these times that we get to gather in your name to seek strength from you for today because we often feel weak and inadequate, Lord, but thank you for making us strong and thank you that Moses is going to go and you're going to provide everything that he needs to be victorious. So help us to go from this place in the victory in Jesus name.
0: You've been listening to Signs and Wonders, part three on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus three sixteen through 4, 9. And as always, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, if you're having a hard time and need someone to talk to, or maybe you don't even feel like talking, but you could use some prayer, we have pastors on staff that would love to do that with you. You can call Walk in Truth Tuesdays through Fridays during daytime hours at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844- 48 truth 844 48 truth. Now here's pastor Michael with a final word.
1: Hey, if we can pray for you, you can send us prayer requests uh, through the website, walkintruth.com. You can let us know how the program has been a blessing to you. You can uh, share prayer requests. You can ask questions all through the website. And we always read those and make sure we pray over you or try to get back to you. Um, So that's a way you can reach out to us. And we just want to tell you to hang on. I want to tell you, keep pressing forward. God is faithful. What he began in you, he will finish, my friend. Hey, if you want to reach out, again, walkintruth.com. See you tomorrow.
0: And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, all to help more people like you dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $5 a month. Or you can give a one-time gift. Visit walkintruth.com to give. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 4, 10-17, called, Oh Lord, Please Send Someone Else. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.